0: Hello and welcome to season 6 of the Podcast Base Podcast. This season we'll focus on making money with your podcast. There are so many ways to monetize a podcast without a large audience or thousands of downloads. I'll tell you how I monetize mine and we'll also have guests on the show who share about their podcasting journey. So, let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of the Podcast Base Podcast, a new interview episode, and today I am interviewing Melissa. She is the CEO and lead coach of Avanti Business Academy for Women. She also is a podcast host, of course, as everyone here. Her podcast is called Doing Business Like a Woman, and it is about business, of course. I was also on the podcast, just want to mention that here. (laughs) We will link the episode about podcasting in the show notes if you want to check that out as well. But Melissa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited
1: to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to get to talk to you again. We had such a great conversation last time, so this will be so fun. Right. I think so too.
0: And I'm super excited to hear more about your podcast. Can you tell me more about your business first, and then we'll go into podcasting after that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am a marketing expert and business coach and the founder of Business Academy for Women. And I believe that every woman has a business inside of her if she, wants, if she wants it, right? That we all have contribution and authority that we can offer to the world and make money with it. And so what I love doing is helping women to start, grow, and scale their businesses uh, simply and to minimize a lot of the hustle, a lot of, or you know, bad hustle, I guess, We all have to work in our businesses, but to eliminate a lot of the overworking and overwhelm to really grow a business that makes a lot of money and creates joy and fulfillment for the entrepreneur too.
0: That sounds really good. And I totally needed that, but probably still, but especially when I started my business, like I think I made all the rookie mistakes. I overcomplicated literally everything. So, I think it is great that you help people not to make the mistakes I made.
1: Yeah. And we all have, right? Like, I teach what I've learned by failing myself, but I feel like every yeah. time I start to complicate my business, I fall flat on my face. <laughs> so, it's like yes. the universe telling me this is the lesson you're supposed to learn and teach other people how to create a business simply and just have fun, right? Because that's why we got into this entrepreneurship journey in the first place is not to work for a boss that's worse than the one that we left at the other job, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, Melissa, how does a podcast fit in your business exactly? Why did you decide, okay, next I'm going to start a podcast?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I had been dreaming of starting a podcast, like fantasizing about it in my mind. I had a podcast in my brain for like four years and I knew exactly like what it was going to be, who I was going to be interviewing. And I just had this vision of making it super inspirational for women that are growing businesses and, and interview a lot of successful women entrepreneurs like yourself. And really just used it as a place for women to come to get inspired and equipped in their own entrepreneurship journey. But I didn't do anything about it for like four years (laughs) other than dream about it and think about it and listen to other people's podcasts and say like, oh my gosh, that podcast is so good. I wish I had one, you know, and compare and despair to other people's podcasts And so it finally, and I didn't start one for so long because I had overcomplicated it again in my mind. And I felt like, well, I don't really have anything great to say, or I'm not good enough, or I don't know, you know, know the technology or how to create one. And so I just used all those excuses to not do it and not do it. And then finally, and then last year, I received some coaching about learning to trust my own thought leadership and my own authority and my own voice. And because I I noticed that when I was speaking in front of groups or speaking to people, I would get a lot of tightness in my throat. And it was because I was thinking that I didn't have anything important to say. And so starting the podcast was me really putting into action the belief that I do have something important to say, that I can help even one person and that I wanted to grow in my own trust of myself and my ideas and my voice. And so that was really what kind of pushed me off the fence of, you know, not doing it and not doing it. And just understanding, as I have in so many other areas of my business, that it doesn't have to be perfect that there won't be anybody listening at the beginning. And that's just fine because that gives me an opportunity to get used to the medium, to enjoy it, to see if I like it, to just practice and have fun with it. And so that's what I decided to do. I said, I'm just going to put my ideas out into the world and they might suck and people might not agree with me and I might not be a good podcaster, but it's just the act of learning to trust myself and trust my voice in a deeper way. So that's why I did it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, so good. And did you give yourself like some set time to try this out? Like, okay, I'm going to do this for three months or six months or one season or I don't know, uh, 10 episodes. Or did you just, was your plan more to just see how it goes and how you like it and then decide at some point if you want to keep going or not.
1: Yeah, I think I had fantasized about it for so long that I knew I was going to love it. So I didn't really put a time on it. But yeah, I feel like anything that we're doing in our business, marketing-wise, that if we're not having fun and not enjoying it, then it's not the best place. It's not going to get the result that we want it to get. And so I felt like I knew I was going to have discomfort, you know, I was going to be uncomfortable because I was putting my voice out there and putting my ideas out into the world in a different way. But so I was okay with the discomfort. I was okay with nobody but my sister listening. And I was, I knew I was going to enjoy it. And I had like the technical things figured out. I have a really great project manager and audio editor that I couldn't do this without them because that technology part was a real stumbling block for me. So I needed that help. So how did you go about finding that help when
0: you decided, okay, I'm going to do this? I have to do this to also uh, make speaking easier, uh, speaking in real life in front of groups. How did you then find the right people and like really get started? How was that to really get started?
1: Well, I am very blessed to have met my project manager a few years ago, and she is, I mean, I call her project manager. She's more like an online business manager, but she has numerous clients also with podcasts. So she had resources in her tool belt. So I didn't even have to like try to go out and find somebody So I was very blessed to just say, "Okay, Michelle, I want to do this podcast thing," because she knew it had been a dream of mine too. So she was always kind of waiting in the wings, you know, ready to put that project or that plan into place. And so when I said I was ready, she's like, "Okay, you know, you record it. I'll send it to Jeff. He'll he'll edit it, and you know, it'll all work out." So I was like, "All right, I can do that," (laughs) but it was part of. Just making it super simple, right? For my brain. And I know we talked about this last time too, is that there's simple ways to do it. So you can just get started. Like you can make it more fancy and complex as you go along, but you don't have to have an A plus project or product right out of the gate, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. So what I really admire about your podcast is you're super, super consistent. I see that like every week there's a new episode and there's always like, I think, really quality content. How do you keep so consistent? Because I know that so many podcasters struggle with this, uh, including me at the start. Now it's a little bit easier, but it, especially at the start, it's it's not easy to be
1: that consistent. How do you do it? Yeah, I think, well, it was at first making a decision that I wanted to be consistent, and then also having my team. Like I said, I couldn't do it without them, and I probably wouldn't be consistent without them either. So when I started, Michelle was like, okay, if we're going to do this, we have to do it consistently. So you have to pick something and then we're going to be consistent with it. And so she's kind of the one that keeps the task, you know, to get the podcast done at the top of my list. So I'm always doing that. So I think having that support team is real, has really been key for me because there's always plenty of ideas. Like I'm just a fountain of ideas. But sitting down and actually developing and recording them and putting them out into the world, I wouldn't get done without the support of my team, without them kind of keeping me on task.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like what just before we hit record, we were talking about having so many tabs open, like on the computer, but also in our brains, like it's such an entrepreneurial thing, but also probably such a thing that so many women have that you just, that you have so many mental tabs open as well would you say then that prioritizing the podcast that is key to consistency
1: yeah and i think like tactically strategically that you have to make a decision that it's important i also think that even before that you have to really be in touch with the purpose the why why are you doing this and really connect with that and see that there is purpose in publishing the podcast. It's so easy for us to, you know, be in our office by ourselves, like looking at the microphone, like no one's listening to this. Nobody cares if I put this out or not. And it's easy to go down that way. And so I think that's probably, and I know that, you know, my clients, that's a lot of the times why we all have troubles with staying consistent because we lose sight of the purpose of what we're doing. So I think it's really having that clear purpose, that clear message, and it can change over time, but just really having your why, like, why are you doing this? And why do you believe it's important and who, and the connection to the who, the person that you want to touch, right? That you want to impact, the change you want to see in the world. And so I think really staying connected to that. And personally, for me, I have to reconnect to that every day, you know, just to, Carry out all the things that I do in my business on a day to day basis, including my podcast, is really connecting to that why and why we're doing all of this. So,
0: right. Yeah. What I also hear in your answer, which I really love, is that it's also more about quality over quantity. Like, Mm. it's more who do you want to reach with your podcast and not how many? Because I feel like that's why, that's another reason why so many people have trouble staying consistent with their podcast and this was 100% me it feels like no one is listening but even if 10 people are listening that means that you touch 10 lives right like 10 people are listening to your message I was also just talking to my partner about this today that someone sent me a message uh, about my other podcast saying that she binged all the episodes and that she loves it and that it really helps her to make changes in her life which is so awesome to hear and I told him like it's so weird if someone writes you a message it all of a sudden feels like there is a real person listening to your podcast and when you see it in your hosting it's just a number it's just a number and then if one person is is all of a sudden real it makes it all worth it at least for me I think and what I really love about your answer is also what is your purpose like what is the change that you can make right and not How can you reach as many people as possible and, you know, like just more and more and more, but it's more about the impact.
1: Yeah, totally. And I, that's one of the things that I talk to my clients a lot about is in our marketing and in our growing our business and our sales, that we're going to be much more successful if we are doing things that have maximum value and not just maximum actions. Like we could go out and do all the things. And they all fall flat. But if we're thinking about value and how we are touching the lives of our ideal client, of our best fit clients, then when we're thinking about them and focusing on them, then it makes it easy to stay consistent, right? Because you know that you have people out there, just like this person that contacted you, that are waiting to hear from you, that need what you have to offer and want to hear what you have to say. And so, yeah, so it's really, that changes everything when you really internalize that and really grab hold of the importance of what you're doing. Right. So, Melissa, in all
0: the months that you have been super consistent with this podcast, what are some things that you learned or that you experienced that you didn't expect maybe when you started a podcast?
1: Well, I think the first thing that I didn't expect was anybody to listen. And now I have (laughs) like... I don't uh, over seven hundred downloads, and I've only been at this for like six months. And so, to know that there's at least you know more than a hundred people listening every month is just, on average, is blowing my mind. And just to like watch the numbers just compound on themselves every month, and I have a lot of people that reach out to me and tell me that they're listening and you know, what the podcast means to them. And so I was not expecting that. (laughs) I mean, it's really nice, but it's such a blessing really, because I didn't want to put that expectation on it. I didn't, I chose at the beginning to not let that be my expectation. Like I wanted to create something that was super valuable but not have the expectation like, oh, I want a hundred people to listen to this. Otherwise it's a failure. You know, I didn't want to have that kind of expectation, but just let it be a little baby and just grow. And so that's been super fun. I think what I've also learned is that, and I'm still working through this, like what is my best production way of producing? Like, is it on a weekly basis? There was a point in time when I had to batch produce a whole bunch of or a you know a month's worth of episodes at one time and that was kind of nice but i haven't quite figured out how to do the schedule you know where it's i mean i'm consistently publishing but my production isn't consistent <laughs> so and maybe that's okay right i guess i'm finding my way through that and along with my team because i have to do things with enough lead time so they can do the work that they need to do to get it published. So I think it's just been a lot of learning and experimenting for me and the team. And I've had a lot more fun with it than I thought I would too. And just had so many ideas come up and yeah, I have a folder on my in the my notes app and it's just like packed with ideas for podcasts. So that's been fun to see all of that because that was my other thing it's like I can't do this once a week there's no way I'm gonna have enough things to say but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and now you probably have like two years worth
0: of episodes in your notes app <laughs> probably yeah 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 I know the feeling definitely I think it's really good that you also said that you see the numbers compound over time because what I also love about podcasting is okay while well, you start your podcast and maybe you feel like no one's listening But that's also okay because the episode is always there. It just stays online. So new people who will find your podcast, they can still go back to that older episodes. And I see with both of my podcasts, people actually do that. And I also do that when I find a new podcast that I really enjoy. I just scroll down and listen to all the episodes. Like I binge podcasts and I know that other people also do that. I can also see that in my stats. So you also create this asset for your business. Like it's always there. Like you said, you create the maximum value and you can leverage that over time and it, and the download numbers. It just compounds and more and more and more. It's a snowball effect that you cannot have when you don't start, right?
1: Yeah, totally. And I love hearing you talk about this. And I, on my podcast, I loved it as well. Just all the different opportunities with the podcast, because like I said, when I first started, I had to like really constrain my mind to keep it super simple. But, you know, now that I'm in it six months, I'm like, oh, you know, there are other things. And I love that point that it is an asset that we create for our business and for everyone that comes in contact with us. In the future, they can yeah they can go back and listen to those and I I love that because it's very rare that when someone will find us on social media they go back and read all of our old posts right like that's not how it works but on podcasting you are right I do the same thing when I find a new one I always go back to the beginning and start listening from there and maybe skip around but I always listen to some of the first episodes so yeah that blows my mind when I think about that it's so cool. Yeah.
0: So can you tell us more about some of the ideas that you have for for like the the future of the podcast? Do you have anything in mind that you want to change or improve or I don't know? I want to know more of the ideas.
1: Yeah, I think it's mainly ideas around content. The way Mm -hmm. I'm currently running, I'm doing a solo episode and then an interview episode. So I'm doing two of each per month. So I kind of like that cadence and I love doing collaborations like you and I have done. Like I definitely have an idea to do more of that. And then just thinking about all the different ways to use the podcast, like maybe doing special events on there where it's, you know, rather than doing like a webinar series, I do a podcast series. And I did that already called Copy Camp, where I did a three weeks of Writing, you know, teaching how to write marketing copy and improve your copy. So maybe doing some more events like that. I have heard of colleagues that have done like private podcasts, created some of their content as a private podcast and made that like a freebie. So I like that idea as well. My project manager wants to do that with the copy camp, some of the copy camp stuff. And so I definitely think there's so many opportunities. And then. I know that I got a lot of ideas from you when you were on my podcast about different ways to monetize the podcast. So I feel like that may be a little further down the road, but yeah, I think there's just so much opportunity and truth is that not many people stay consistent. And so if all you have to do to stand out in the podcast world, because it is so new and young, all you have to do is just be consistent. And so I try to just keep that as my number one thing. And then, you know, as time goes on, I'll add some fancier stuff, maybe.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. Like that has been my strategy with my other podcast with Digital Nomad Stories. And it works so well because especially in my niche, which is more like the lifestyle travel niche, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of podcasts, but almost none of them are really consistent. So I really saw a gap in the market there like, oh, I just be consistent then I'm already different like I don't have to come up with all these really complicated marketing things or I don't even have to do that much marketing probably because like if I just stay consistent I think that people will come and it turned out that it was true like I was consistent I am releasing consistent content for more than a year and it just the audience really slowly grew over time So I think that is actually a really, really great strategy. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one other, just as you were talking, it reminded me one other new thing that I've tried and I'm trying is I was traveling last week. And so I did a podcast walking through the town that I had traveled to. And like, so it was, you know, not sitting in my office with my fancy podcast mic and zoom on, you know, having the fancy software, but I was just out walking around and talking and I loved the, I mean, I love the energy. I think for anyone that's speaking or podcasting of standing up, I think our energy is much different. And then standing and walking is actually different as well. So that was really fun to just, I had a specific uh, topic that I was talking about that relates to my client's. And my work, but also I was talking about it in the context of being in this town and like talking about the town that I was in. And so it was kind of cool. It was like that was something that I experimented with. I think
0: that's a really cool idea. I've never really thought about that, but you're totally right. The energy is just different. Maybe less businessy, maybe less, I don't know. I don't want to say stiff, but because you don't necessarily have to be stiff when you're sitting. But yeah, more informal, more like, oh, let me just take you with me. Like, you know, you as my podcast listener, I'll just take you with me on my walk and I'll just tell you what what I want to tell you about this topic. I think that's actually really cool. And yeah, I think it also fits well with the medium because podcasting, it it feels so intimate that people listen to you and usually with headphones on, They listen to your voice. So if you can take them on a walk, it actually I think it fits really well. I might steal that idea. (laughs) You
1: totally should. For yeah. I mean, it would fit in so well with your other podcast too, you know? And it was fun because I the way I thought about it, yeah. So I just had my air my earbuds in and I thought, I'm just gonna talk like I'm talking to a friend, right? Like if I was talking to one of my business colleagues as I'm going on this walk and telling them about this town and telling them what I'm learning cuz I was at a mastermind event and telling them what I'm learning and what I'm thinking. And so I think it turned out really nice. We'll see. We'll see how it how the audience receives it, but it was really fun to do. I want to do that again.
0: I think it's also really cool because when you're at a mastermind event, then that could be an excuse to not record an episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I can't record now because I'm at this event, I'm not at home, I don't have my mic. But you turn it completely around and you're like, "Oh, this is an opportunity to do it differently." I think that's also really cool. It's fun. Yeah, cool. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your podcast story with us. I think it was really good to hear how you stayed so consistent, how you got started with your podcast and also like the creative ways, how you do it, like how you manage your podcast, how you record. I also got so many new ideas from you today. So thank you very much for sharing. Can you also tell us where people can find your podcast and where they can find out more about you?
1: Yeah. So the best place to follow me is on Facebook and Instagram That's where I show up the most. Uh, My podcast is called Doing Business Like a Woman. And so you can find that on all the places that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, all the other ones. So yeah, I'd love to have some new listeners. Yes, we
0: will add all the links to the show notes. So you can also just go to the show notes, click the links there. And listen to Melissa's podcast, see what she's up to, listen to the episode where she's walking in a town. I'm really excited for that one. I also, uh, I'm curious how it turns out and also how you can hear the difference. I think that's going to be super cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This has been fun.
0: That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guest if you found her tips useful. It's always good to hear that. And don't forget, I'm releasing another episode on Wednesday. These Wednesday apps are really short and quick with a tip that you can implement right away. So I'll see you there. Hey, podcast babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed a quiz so if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like okay cool but what's the right one for me that is exactly what you can find out in this quiz so if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz you can answer nine questions it will only take you five minutes and one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.